Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Property Boss Mums. I'm Emma Allen. I'm Sharon Bay. And I'm Elaine Stack. And we have been having lots of chats around how long it takes for somebody to profit from a property. Because I think it'd be fair to say that a lot of us get asked this question. Is that true? That's right. Very much so. Yeah. And quite recently, someone mentioned, oh, look, I want to buy the property and I want to be able to pull out equity and buy my own home in about a year or two. And unfortunately, the property market doesn't necessarily grow that quickly. It's quite a large asset and lots of other factors that you have to take into consideration. So what have you found out there, ladies? Look, the last couple of years has just been such an anomaly and I think that's yeah. why people want to do it because they can see how fast property's grown. They can see people are just sitting on so much equity, but it is not, this is not normal. This is not standard. Yeah. And it's, you know, there's that property time chart where it's, you know, the peak of the market, the, you know, I, I can't, the property I, Emma, clock. can you help me? Yeah, yes. The, the property, property clock. clock. Yeah. And, um, and the last couple of years, yeah, property has grown in value, but it doesn't happen every, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so much and so quickly. It's interesting because after COVID, the intensity of growth was so significant in a short space of time. Would you would you agree to that, Elaine, especially in the 2021 period? Because we found that what would normally take place over three years took place within 12 months yeah. um, from where, what we were seeing yeah. um, in terms of the, the volume of investors and the volume of sales that actually took place. Yeah, because historically it's always been the case that you have to wait 10 years for a property, a house yeah. to double in value. And how long do you have to wait for a unit? Do you I think it's a, a bit longer than that? It has been like 13 to 15 years. It has yeah. been, but I think with the borders reopening, mm-hmm. now you can see that the demand on units has, has started to really peak. Yeah. And the rental return on units has grown faster than houses Absolutely. more recently. Yeah. Um, the other thing that was interesting with the property clock last cycle or the cycle that we've just had is that every single capital city was rising at the same time. And usually mm-hmm. they fo- flow on in their own cycle. So now this year is much, much more normal to have each of the cities in their own cycle. Right, right. How have you found people in terms of, you know, expectations on the the way that properties increase in value, eh? Look, I'm, I look at each property as an individual. I think um, when my clients come to me and say, oh, what am I going to do? Interest rates, you know, I'm stretched. Um, and these are people with one or multiple properties. Mm-hmm. And so I look at each property as an individual. Um, and then we look at the whole portfolio and make a decision on that. Um, and so if, you know, you were saying about um, apartments increasing, you know, sometimes, you know, I've recently just had one um, where the owners wanted to sell, but it had, hadn't, it had not grown in, in what they thought it would. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and so my advice was them to is hold. And that is my advice to investors. And especially mm. through this period now, hold, hold, hold as much as you can. Um, and lucky for us, we have, um, we can increase rents and that's really helping with the cash flow. Yep. Um, but it's still not, you know, enough to cover or to help. Um, and unfortunately, some people have to sell. But if you can hold, hold mm. it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I had some clients in a similar situation. Um, They actually live in northern New South Wales, but they've got investments all over the place. And the locations that he has, if he was to sell it now, I'm sure he would kick himself. 
mm. in five to ten years time, yes. especially yeah. if it's close to the water. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. definitely. Because those markets will inevitably bounce back. Yeah. Um, and it's just this interim period that they have to, yeah, hang on to. Yeah. It's just the locations when people are looking at locations and where to yeah. invest and looking at the volume in those areas is really important. If you're looking to invest for short term, it's a very tricky market and mm. it's a very tricky game to play. In mm. my opinion, you know, minimum, it should be five years at a minimum. Um, yep. And you still might not get that growth that you need to be able to buy your, to yeah. buy your next home. If you can, if you can push it off to the 10, 15, that's where you really see the growth and yes. it's well worth it. And in 10, 15 years, your life, you're into the next life cycle as well. Aren't yes. you? You yes. know, it's very different, you know, five years for mm. us. Yeah. Kids are coming out of school. We're in a yes. very different, different life cycle. So it makes it yeah. a bit easier. And you okay. can't just look at the purchase price either. Yeah. And mm. you have to look at the stamp duty, the yes. time and investment that you've put into it as well. Yeah. Um, doing the research and buying the property in the right location is so key to making sure that you have growth and yeah. yeah. Uh, and can, yeah, get a return exactly. on your investment. Exactly. Yeah. And look, you mightn't see the growth in that the property hasn't um, gained, but you might see, you'll see the growth with rental. And and then I'll always bring back a client to, okay, what can we do? What can we do to the property to increase it in value? So that's where I then step in and go, okay, we have to look at renovations. Yes. And you can look at, you know, Huge rev- renovations or just a smaller renovation. Um, you can look at new kitchens, new bathrooms, and that increases your rental um, and then will increase the value of the property in yes. time. So if it's not a time to sell and you do have a cash flow, it's a great time to, to renovate um, because you are getting a lot more rent at the moment, especially with the renovated properties. Yes. Yeah. So I guess one of the key things that people decide to sell um, is that they think that they're going to lose money or they're already losing money. Um, but property investors need to remember that you only recognize a loss if you sell. Yes. If yeah. you hold on and the market drops, increases, does whatever it has to do, um, it's not actually recognized as a loss if you're not selling it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. I think as well, sometimes people have to make a call. Maybe they have bought an investment that's not going to increase in value. They've bought it on guidance from someone that is not an expert. It could be an uncle. Yeah. <laughs> it could be dad. And they said, this is a great place to invest, buy an apartment, buy an mm. apartment. And you're five years in, the apartment's not in great condition. It's not in a great area. The area hasn't been improved and sell. Mm. You know, that's the time that I'll say, all right, let's sell it. Um, I'm not a listing agent. I'm an agent that will sell properties for investors that are ready to sell and mm-hmm. the property is ready to sell. Um, but at times you have to say, I think it's time to cut your losses. Yep. Would you see that a bit, um, Sharon, with the cash flow at the moment, especially coming through when people are looking to finance? Are you finding people are struggling with the the cash flow? Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, cost of living has gone up. The wages haven't really grown that much. So I've seen people taking on, you know, second jobs just yeah. so that they've got a little bit of a buffer. Um, rent's obviously going up as well. So that's all, yeah, really impacting them. But, um, yeah, at the same time, like you said, I think, yeah, they need to make a smart decision on when to bite the bullet and, you know, sell. And, you know, again, looking back um, at prices, especially in Sydney, 
Gosh, you if you've sold property in the last 20 years, like I yes. don't even want, yeah, I hate to look at, you know, what that yeah. property would be valued at now. Yeah. It is, yeah, you don't want, you don't want to. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> yeah. I, I probably think that's the biggest regret that we hear from investors that I wish I hadn't sold that property. Yeah. Most so, definitely. Yeah. And that's that's um, probably only second to I should have bought earlier. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I think yeah. that's why one of the reasons that we want to give back to the community as well and give back to people, you know, some of the stats that we see about um, women investors and the, how low it is, mm. it shouldn't be, we shouldn't be there. And I think a lot of women can invest and invest wisely Um And yeah, we've so much more to say on that topic and maybe we'll go through that in the next podcast, Emma. Yeah, we should do. But I I like um, the statistics were that on average, a woman is going to earn a million dollars less than a male in their lifetime, Mm -hmm. which means that by the time we get to superannuation retirement phase, you know, we're 22 to 35% less in super value. Wow. Yet we live longer. Yes. So I think that's enough to really trigger all of us into wanting to do something and help other women become property owners. Yeah, most definitely. And, you know, doing it at any age, you know, I encourage people at any age, let's look, let look, let's look at this. I was speaking to somebody in their fifties the other day and I said, now is a time and they were in a great position. Um, and I said, I would definitely be speaking to Sharon. Um, and I want her to look at investing because she's in her fifties. So she can hold for 10 to 15 years Mm. and with the right investment, that's going to be fantastic for her Mm, retirement. Um, and I think having a group of people that you can go to and chat to chat through this process will be really helpful, but just surround yourself by really good people that can help you and guide mm. you with it, especially if it's unknown, but don't be afraid. Just get in there. Yeah. yeah. And look, I think it's hard if you're a first timer to know who to trust though. Yes. Yeah. So my tip would be align yourself with people who are transparent and they're willing to share how. Yes. Um, yeah. Not just give you a sales pitch. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. What have you found, Sharon, with surrounding yourself with? Oh, yeah. There are, yeah. There are lots of so-called professionals out there, but I think if you, you know, go with your gut, mm. um, talk to as many people as you can and, um, and yeah, just, you know, talk to other people who have done it as well, people that you trust, family, friends, um, and see who, you know, they've um, let, gone to for advice. Um, but I was going to say as well as to Elaine's point, yeah, don't ever think you're too old to start. Do yes. you know there, I think the oldest uh, person, sorry, one of the oldest clients I had was a couple in their nineties wow. and, and they oh, were, I love they that. were wow. yeah, ready to, in, I mean, look, I was refinancing that one of their investment properties and uh, they were fantastic. Um, and getting finance for them wasn't an issue as well. So, you know, everyone's situation's different. Speak with, um, speak with a broker. I wouldn't look, I wouldn't really suggest speaking to a bank because, as I, I think I've mentioned earlier, each bank has their own policy. And so one bank might be very restrictive, mm. uh, but that's not to say another bank won't lend you the money. So, um, yeah, so at any age, you know, I think, you, yeah, as long as you've got the mindset to hold for a long time, make sure that, you know, you understand as well, it's not an instant 
Mm. You know, uh, you're not going to get instant gratification or, yeah. you're, you know, the property is not going to grow in value in one or two years time. As long as you know it's a long-term hold and you're comfortable with it, you can afford it, yeah, then, yeah, take that step. That's amazing. Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah. I, another thing that people people get afraid of having the big mortgages, but pay it down, pay it down, pay it down. And I agree with that. And you should be doing all you can. But when you invest, invest and park it. Don't feel that you have this, you know, big mortgage hanging over you. Mm-hmm. I hear people saying this. Oh, I don't want. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to pay this down. Just get out there, have a look at the market, and said, surround yourself by the right people, and look at investing. It's great. Amazing. And I think that's a lot to do with the growth mindset of an investor. Yes. Yeah, we get yeah. in this to be further ahead yeah. than where we are doing nothing at all. So we're just about there for time. Is there any last final bits of advice around property selling or holding? For me? Mm-hmm. Um, never too young as well. I think we said we're never too old, but it's never too young. Yes. You know, if you're in your early 20s and, you know, you've been working and you have some savings and some of these kids are smart, you know, they do. They do hold that money. Sharon says 50% of all those earnings need to be saved. Um, I think it's never too early to invest in property as well. Um, and again, rent investing is probably something that a lot of people should be looking at. Yep. A hundred percent. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll catch you again soon. Bye.